Hey, and just a quick reminder that the audio-only versions of these Vital MX interviews are available on the Vital MX podcast page. Search for it anywhere you get your pods and let your friends know about it. All right, welcome back to another Vital MX Industry Insights. This week, I've got the team principal for HEP Suzuki, Dustin Pipes. What's going on, Dustin? Hey, what's going on, Jamie? How are things? Things are good, man. We're, uh, as you know, building up to another year of Supercross, and things are getting busy. Yep, yep. I think it's busy for everyone, so uh, really tough kind of part of the year leading into Anaheim with the uh, Christmas and New Year's and stuff (laughs) like that. It's always a little hectic. Absolutely. I don't want to take too much of your time up today. So uh, the way I do these things is I usually get a little bit of your background for people that maybe don't know where you came from. So yeah, where'd you grow up and how did you get involved in uh, motocross? Right. Um, So uh, I grew up in Madera, California. Um. My parents, my family uh, ran motorcycle races growing up. Um, California Motorcycling Association. So um, they ran tracks, you know, um, around the Central Valley of California. So I always kind of grew up um, with a racing background. Um, So um, I was always at the track at a very young age. Um, And that grew into me racing, you know, um, and turning into a into a professional racer for a little bit um i was a decent privateer i would say you know made main scored points um that was pretty much the extent of that and then um when i was winding that down um we started the hep suzuki team and um it's grown since then yeah it's grown significantly and we're definitely going to get into that a minute in a minute uh and your dad aaron who is co-owner of the team he raced as well at some point right yeah, yeah. So he raced, I mean, before I was born. So growing up, him and my Aunt Dana and uh, my Uncle Pat, they ran races together as a family. And that's kind of the structure that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now it's, you know, now it's me, my dad, Aaron, and my Aunt Dana that runs the day to day stuff with the team, uh, as well as Larry Brooks, who's who, who's in there, as, as, as well as my cousin Chase, who does a whole, all the media and stuff for the team. Yeah, so, it's so great. That real you, uh, family oh, effort. Yeah, it's, that's a great part so about good. that, that you guys have been able to keep it together as a family unit and do that all together. I can't imagine how fun that is. Yeah, I mean, it's fun and it's frustrating at the same time, <laughs> okay. right? Because, sure. You know, well, I mean, you know how it goes, you know, working with family and stuff. Things are always, you know, you see each other all, all the time and, you know, you're, you're, you're able to call everybody an idiot and, <laughs> and be fine five, five minutes later. So, um, it definitely has its perks. Um, I wouldn't change it for anything, um, but there's definitely some tense times. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned you eventually did go pro. Uh, I think your pro debut was 2010 at Washougal. What were your yep. pro expectations when you decided to make that transition from amateur to pro? What do you think was going to happen? You know, I think uh, realistically, you know, I think if I could jump into the top 10 or something like that, that would have been kind of my goal but that's not how it works out you know i think when you're a amateur racer you're a little bit narrow-minded into how good you know professionals are Mm. and you know just the amount of pros that are there you know guys you're racing guys that are 35 and you're 18 that's come that's that's on that's on the way in that's uh it's a lot different than your regular a class at loretta's so 
you know, I think there's a lot more depth in the sport that people don't re- realize that are there. So, and, and just making that jump from a, from a, uh, amateur pro to a true pro true professional is definitely a different one. So tracks are different, uh, competitions different. So, um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's definitely a tough leap. I didn't make it as far as I would like to, but you know, that's okay. Yeah, I think you still had a very cool career, something to look back on. And I want to get your thoughts on your racing career in just a minute. But I, first, I want to touch on your first Supercross main was in 2015 at Indianapolis. How did that yep. feel after a few years of being pro, finally making a Supercross main event? Um, yeah, I, 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 I think it felt good. Um, obviously, that's something that I wanted to do. It made it, looking back at it when I was you know, didn't make a main and, and stuff like that going through. Um, I jumped straight to the 450 class. I, I, I didn't race lights, so that made my competition and my leap a little bit harder, um, which was probably a mistake at the time because um, the lights class is um, you're racing more with guys that you grew up with. Um, so jumping to the 450 class was probably a dumb decision at the time. <laughs> but um, jumping in to my first main, it honestly made it to where, um, it was a great feeling, but it made it to where I'm like, why didn't I just do this every other time before? Because it made it, it wasn't hard. I, I don't know what to say about it. It, it, it was when, once you do it once it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do it again. So I think after you do it, you're kind of like, all right, I know what to do to be here again. And that, and that led to me making a lot more mains and, and, and being a little bit better in my career. So you were a pro, I believe, about eight years. We're five years out from that now, going into 24. When you look back at your professional career, like what thoughts come to mind? Man, this is not questions I thought I'd be answering. Um, <laughs> we're going to get to them, I'm sure. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. What do I think of my professional career? Um, well, I love racing. So um, I love everything a, a about the sport. Um. So I'm just, you know, glad I got to, um, experience that and then transfer it into my career of, you know, running and managing a race team that I seem to be more successful at. So, um, I'm glad I have that, um, experience on the track. I can look at things a little differently. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think in terms of, you know, my race career and stuff like that, I think it was a little underwhelming, but, uh, you know, that's kind of how, how, how it goes. So, well, your final year racing professionally was 2018, which was the same year you guys to start, decided to start HEP motorsports and do a supercross only team, which I believe included, uh, Henry Miller, Talon LaFontaine and Kyle Cunningham and yourself. Yep. What was the yep. reason why did you guys decide to jump into a team like that? I mean, a four man team is, a, that's a lot. And just, Kind of, it almost seems like overnight from one year to the next, you just had a four man team. Yeah. I mean, it was very, very o- o- overnight. So, um, at the time I was actually winding down my career the year before I kind of wanted to be done. And, uh, I was going to college at, 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 at the time and transitioning to either be a lawyer or like an agent or something like that. And, um, yeah, I did, um, uh, the Suzuki bike and it, it, intro at the time at JGR, um, actually for Steve Mathis. And, um, 
I was sitting at a table with Chris Wheeler and Kerry Graber, and uh, they were losing RCH. And Ronnie Stewart had a team that didn't, wasn't going to kind of go on to, so they had a little space there. And I just said, hey, what about if I start a team? And uh, they said, yeah, that they would support it. So it was a very um, nonchalant conversation, and it just happened. So, um, yeah, there's no, like, some crazy story that I just, you know, wanted to start a race team. It just kind of happened just in con- in a conversation, and we saw it through. So um, definitely didn't think it would lead to where it's at today, but um, very excited for where it's going. Yeah, that final year, the first year of the team, your final year racing, and you kind of just mentioned the year before you were about ready to be done. How difficult or how much more difficult was that year racing and being a team manager, trying to balance everything? Like how much more difficult was it than you expected? Um, A lot more. Um, You know, I think at that point, um, you know, when you're racing – motorcycles and stuff and you're doing it as a pro you have the ability to go out and ride and shut off all the other distractions that you might be dealing with or work or stuff like that so you know you kind of have that mechanism and that um relief from i guess the stresses of your everyday life right you can go ride and you can kind of unplug and you have to be focused on it to where um when i was you know, running the team and trying to race at the same time. And really, you know, I was doing calls in between motos. Um, I, you know, I was doing whatever needed to happen to make sure that we were successful. So, um, I didn't really have that, um, ability to, you know, just go out to the track and kind of, um, only focus on that one certain thing. So, um, you know, for me growing up as a racer, you know, having to, um, move to, you know, that way of thinking and that source sort of life kind of came quickly and it was tough to grasp at first. So, um, I think just dealing with, you know, those new stresses and stuff like that was something that I, that, that I had to get used to, mm-hmm. um, being a race team. So I think, you know, that whole year was kind of a, you know, in terms of my racing and riding and stuff was a little bit of a shit show. So, um, <laughs> I don't know how Bubba Polly has dealt with it for this long. So, um, I, I know he's trying to do the same thing. So, and, and, right. you know, for me, you know, the team and stuff really took off once I kind of took myself out of the equation with, you know, trying to perform on, on the uh, racetrack. Yeah. And again, you said you were already considering it being your last year, the previous year, but was it still a little bit of a difficult decision? I mean, a racer usually doesn't want to stop racing. Um, you know, I had a lot of injuries and I kind of knew that it was going to be time. Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh, my last race was Glen Ellen, um, a track that I absolutely hate. Um, I just, I just no fun to race. Um, so, you know, I scored points on my last race and, uh, I was pretty content with it as long as I went out, you know, scoring points and, you know, I knew I gave my best, my best effort at the time. I was pretty content. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was time to be done. Okay. Now, the team obviously has come a long way in seven years. Uh, I want to list some of the riders you've got you've worked with, including Max Anstey, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, who's still on the team, Justin Bogle, Seven Deuce Deuce, Ryan Brees, Shane McElrath, many more, many more. In 2023, 
big step up when you guys acquired Ken Roxon. Just what was the direction of the team in your mind when you started compared to where it ended up this this year and going into 24? Like, did you ever think it would get to where it is now? Um, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we start this thing, right? And um, the end goal is always to win races. Mm-hmm. So when we started and we were in 13th and 14th place, you know, our end goal was whether it was 10 years away, 20 years away, or two years away, our end goal is to win races, right? So um, we knew we couldn't do it the traditional way, right? We didn't uh, really have the money or the backing to um, just go out and buy a win, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, those first few years, we really took – we – we we tried to win in different ways than on the track so and that and when i say that i mean we were trying to um you know do better on data collection you know win in the pits have the longest autograph lines stuff like that to where we knew we can take to our partners and say hey you know maybe our results aren't where they need to be but boom here's all this uh, other stuff that we can provide value to you at so, um, you know, I think doing that the first few, few years really set it up to where, you know, we can have this growth and, you know, take these risks, you know, with Max and with Ken to try and take that next step. Right. Because we have good partnerships that want to see us succeed because we provide value more than just what's on the TV. Absolutely. But also, with that success comes more expectations, more pressures. It's probably a lot more difficult now as a team than it was in 2018. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it is. I, 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 I think, yeah, I mean, you always got to deal with the expectations. That just kind of is what it is. So it's a good thing though, I guess um, they, get, they get more like if they, if they were staying the same, you probably lose interest. It wouldn't, you, I wouldn't keep, sponsors i mean those expectations growing means you're being successful yes yes so i mean we have a lot of guys here that work hard and that want to win and 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 i don't see that passion or that want going away just with expectations so we 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 expect a lot out of ourselves too and and i feel like you know i don't think there's i don't think there's another team out there that's working as hard right that's working hard harder than us we all we all work hard and we all work consistent but you know i don't yeah i i i like the direction that we're headed yeah and that includes hiring a guy like larry brooks to be team manager take some of the responsibility off your plate i'm sure and his knowledge is just priceless yeah you know i think um you know being realistic um i think you know when we do try and take that next step, it's important to have guys in place um, that the writers feel feel comfortable listening to and taking their guidance with. Right. And when you have a guy like Ken, who's been very, very successful and is one of the most talented racers in, in the world, I think it's important to have a, a guy like Larry that he can lean on. Right. Um, so, and, and, and he wouldn't have got the same know-how and knowledge. Um, from me if i was in that position so Mm. i think in having larry there is uh 
was a critical step for the, for, for the team to, you know, not only get Ken, but have the success that, 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 that we have had this past year. Yeah. I mentioned a little bit ago, what, it, how cool it must've been for you to make your first main event, but I can't even imagine that that compares to what it was like as a team to win your first Supercross this year at Indianapolis with Ken Roxon, which is kind of coincidentally where you made your first main. That is funny. I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. I like Indy. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so definitely winning the main, it was a lot cooler than me making a main. Right. I will tell you that. And, um, you know, just the way that Ken did it, um, you know, him, him kind of fighting back, he led the whole race and, and just the way he won holding off Justin and stuff like that. And, uh, man, the crowd's reaction to it was just so neat. Um, I don't think there was a person in the building that wasn't a Ken Roxon fan. So, um, that was a pretty special moment. And, um, just to see the way the motorsports community embraced Ken and his win, um, was pretty awesome for the, you know, next few, few weeks to see. Um, I think it was definitely, you know, one of the talks of the season mm-hmm. and it, uh, it definitely fueled us for more. We were kind of bummed towards the end of the year. I felt like, uh, felt like we could have had a win in Denver, but he fell like three times. And then Salt Lake, I think he was going for another win and just, uh, you know, that little, uh, slide out in the corner and his knee. So I think, uh, little bum there, you know, I know, I, I know how hard Ken and the team work works and I just want to see it pay off for him. So, um, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it was really cool. I was thankfully there that night. Since I don't get to go to all of them, I was pretty excited to be there and witness that myself. Uh, just a couple more things. It was things. badass, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Wasn't the, it? Like, yes. The crowd. Like, the crowd was incredible. I, well, I have never experienced that in 20 years going to the races. Yeah, I, the crowd was amazing. But what, what, what kind of got me almost teary-eyed the most was, like, how all the other riders, his competition, were – as excited for him as the crowd was and as he was everybody coming up and hugging him was yeah. just unreal. Yeah. Yeah. It was neat to see. Yeah. Um, you also decided to step into the world supercross arena last year and have a team and won a couple world championships. Now, uh, I'm sure that's a, another massive positive in the, in the overall scheme of things. And just, it had to be a big risk to take though, to go race world supercross. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. And I think it, um, you know, it kind of continues to, to, to be, but, um, the good news is, is, uh, I think there's some stable partners there. There's some stable owners and I think it's headed in the right direction. So, you know, for us, we always, man, um, I, I absolutely love racing and I love supercross and I love, you know, the sport. So, you know, anytime we can be involved in something that could potentially reach more fans and help grow the sport, I think we want to be in involved with it. So world SX was a chance for us to do that. And, um, yeah, we're pretty stoked. Um, I'm glad Ken won the title this year. We had a little bit of a mix up in, uh, Abu Dhabi, Mm. But, um, you know, I'm glad we got the title. I'm glad we wrapped that up in Melbourne and, um, we're excited for the future there. I think there's a lot of potential. Um, I know there's been, uh, there's been some faults and, uh, you know, we've definitely voiced those faults to the ownership group and stuff too. And, 
And I think they're um, receptive to, you know, some, some of the things that they want to change and, and uh, make better. And I really see, you know, the series tape taking off in the next few, few years. So um, I know some of the plans for, for the future and it makes me confident in where they're heading. Oh, that's good to hear. Let's close this thing out with talking about a couple of the partnerships you've built over the years. One is obviously Suzuki, who you guys recently extended your deal with through 25. And I think you've been on Suzuki pretty much your whole career, even amateur. Uh, yeah. So I started with Suzuki as a B rider. Mm. So I got support from them then. So, um, yeah, kind of a Suzuki lifer. Yeah. It's pretty cool because it felt like a few years ago, they were really pulling away from the racing scene. Uh, they pulled out of MotoGP, but it seems like there, there's a lot of support from them on the American supercross side and, and helping you guys out. And you guys have been a great ambassador for Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I know everybody makes fun of the Kickstarter and stuff like that, but the bottom line is it's still a race winning bike. Um, and it's a bike that we feel is very, very good. And I think one that could, you know, lead us to a lot of, to a lot of success in 2024. Um, you know, that, you know, the honest truth to it is, 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 is that Suzuki is supporting us a lot more than they have in years past. And there's, communication with japan there's parts being made there's a bunch of stuff behind the scenes that's got the wheels turning so we're um we're excited for a long-term part partnership with them and um we think this is only the beginning so you know when i when i was racing i grew up watching you know chad and ricky and james went on these bikes so um we know the lineage is there we know the heritage is there um you know we just uh we just kind of got to do our best to uh, make sure the fans and the consumers know that and, um, you know, work towards the future. Absolutely. Well, last thing we'll touch on is a couple of the other partners that have come on board over the last few years since the team has been growing. And that includes Progressive Insurance, Twisted T, X-Star. Uh, those those companies have come on. Twisted T, I think, has been on for like three years now, four years now. But the, the team, those. Four, yeah. yeah, four. So those sponsors make a big difference and allow you to have riders like Ken Roxon and multiple, multiple semis and uh, fund a 250 yep. team. And the, you know, so it, yeah, those guys have made it probably a lot easier for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, the, the awesome thing is having, par is having partners like that is, is it, is it makes sense. And, and um, they mesh well with the consumer and the fan base. Right. So twisted T is a very, I wouldn't say rowdy, but you know, it's, 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 it's just a fun brand. And, and kind of when I look at the, you know, the, the, uh, super cross paddock, I think a lot of people, um, really resonate to that brand. So it's been awesome having them for four years now. Um, I think we're about to um, announce another multi-year extension and, um, you know, it's awesome having sponsors in to this series and into the sport for the long term. So, you know, I think for the growth of that sport, it's good that they see a return and that they want to stay. So, you know, having Twisted T involved is a really big part to our growth. And then also, um, we also finalize a multi-year extension with Progressive 2. And, um, you know, having companies like that see the value 
and what our fans bring, what our riders bring, what the team bring is it's, 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 it, it's just huge for the sport. And, um, I hope it brings more diversity to kind of the partnership portfolio as a whole. Absolutely. Well, Dustin, man, I thank you for your time. I, I really appreciate your team being part of the series. You know, we need teams that started like yours and have grown. And I have to tell you, you may not know this, like Kyle Chisholm is my favorite rider. He's my guy. So that's, yeah. so, so that's sort of a weird thing that he's my favorite guy, but he is. So, uh, yeah, big fan and really appreciate you coming on here today. Sounds good. Thank you, Jamie. All right, Dustin. Good luck. We'll see you at Anaheim. See you, bud. All right. Bye. See you. Bye.